Welcome back to Radio Row. Welcome back to uh, the the fun and the chaos. And it's go go. Golick. Mike Golick Jr. joins wow. us on the program. Mike, welcome back. My That's man. a professional radio introduction right there. It's not good my, Lord. Kind of good at this. Yeah. A little bit. A yeah. little bit. Not my first time. Could be my last time, depending upon how this one goes. <laughs> ah, the Me Too stuff's passed. Ah, good. good. We're, good We're in now. a good way here. Yeah. Mike Golick Jr., uh, obviously doing a lot of radio with your dad, hanging out with DraftKings. We're going to talk about that at length. Last time we saw you, WrestleMania, maybe? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. WrestleMania 39. Yeah, so we, we had a lot of fun at that. Trying to figure out how to finagle my way to Philadelphia for the next round here and uh, see what happens. We're going. Hey, we'll be there. I figured, we, I figured you guys would be in attendance. The, I tell you what, there are two things, and it's like it's neck and neck for me and Van. Van, NFL, me, pro wrestling. And then it's once the Super Bowl comes up, you know, they kind of shift dynamics a little bit. You're a fandom of entertainment, though. You're a fandom yes. of spectacles. How do you rate WrestleMania versus Super Bowl? How do you rate that, that experience? So what I, I, I said to everybody, because that was my first, I never grew up like a big pro wrestling fan. It Missed was something out. that was in town, and, and I'd had a lot of buddies that were into it. And so I walked in with relatively little knowledge compared to most people there. And the best thing that WWE does is – get you caught up to speed quickly. You get those little synopses before every match. Yeah. I kind of got caught up on the background and the stakes for all that. And, you know, I call games uh, a lot as a part of my job, too. And the whole job there is, hey, we got to tell everyone the storylines. we got to tell everyone the stakes. And they did that as well or better than anyone I had ever seen in the world of sports. So I appreciated it. They're called oh. vignettes, man. Ah. Vignettes. Vignettes. That's the, that's the smart word for it. <laughs> Growing up in a football family, like, did it ever lose its luster? Is the Super Bowl still the giant event that it is every year for you? Because you've been at 2, 10, 8, 12, 16, 30, 40. You're always around it. Yeah, no, it's, I think still always has that feel. I said yesterday, like, when you get out here Wednesday of this week and all of a sudden some of the bigger stars start circulating around Radio Row talking and you see Van. more and more people flushing in town. I am talking about Van, absolutely. Yes. Van, Cam Newton, <laughs> two, six of one, half dozen of the other. Yeah. Like, it, it, it starts to feel big again. And I think being in this city in particular, we know the background with the NFL and their relationship with gambling over the years and how that's changed. It does still have that luster to it. Well, and, and obviously DraftKings is a big part of your life, a yeah. big part of the radio show, you and your father. Talk to us a little bit about how that does lead your conversation on the program. Talk to us about why so many stations around the country now in syndication are excited about having you guys bring that content to their local airwaves. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where so much of our job is meeting people where they are. It's yeah. finding out where fans consume the game and how they consume the game. And sports gambling for me, for dad, is just a different language to talk about the same thing that we've been doing. It's different levels of information. You think about sports in general right now with the analytics movement, with a lot of the way that that's inundated sports it's a different way to talk about the game that makes it more accessible to people and sports gambling's been a part of how so many people have consumed the game whether it was fantasy before whether it was you know gambling when it wasn't legalized the way it is now van had a 20-year head start on everyone exactly you had practice you had, it's all about getting the reps in and so ah, sure. now we're just helping coach people through the reps a little bit more and really just uh, again meeting people where they are this is a way that people watch the game to add a little bit of entertainment value there and we're trying to help See, uh, that, that's my approach right there. Like, I, I try to – I think of myself as being above average at it. I'm in the black the last two years. Sure. Like, go me or whatever. But it's, the game has changed from a guy at the end of the bar with a three-ring binder versus an app on your phone now. Yeah, it's, I think it's all 
I don't know, trying to make it seem less far away. There was the stigma around it for a while, sure, right? Yeah. There always felt like there was a type to the guy that was gambling. And now, because it's on your phone, and, and I'd like to think because we're all just talking about it a lot in the open more, it's not Brent Musburger having to make vague references in the broadcast. Right. It, it's We can realize, hey, this isn't the boogeyman out here. It's another way you can responsibly engage with the game and another fun way to, all right, hey, maybe there's a game you weren't quite as interested before, but you've got this one interesting angle where now all of a sudden you get to feel something. You get to enjoy that rush in that moment. And so I, I just think it's fun to see that we've normalized it now to the point where we can all engage with this responsibly. We can have fun with it. And it's another talking point amongst friends. Sports is supposed to be about community. And while they always say no one cares about your fantasy team, it seems like everybody cares about your bets because sure. everyone's trying to yeah, think, sure. hey, can I do a little bit of this too? Can I get in on some of this action? All right, Fred, what? I was literally describing my book. Yes, I know you were. Used to wear, ah, used to wear a robe ah, at the ah, end of the bar. I like, love real talk. Uh, all right, so what's what's better to you, Mike Golick Jr.? What's better to you? Is it a hot streak in betting, or is it Sadie's hot salsa that you just had a delicious bite of here at the table? I tell you what, listen, I I, I love a good hot streak. I haven't been yeah. on many of them, so yes. I don't know that life. But I've had a lot of salsa, and uh, you guys sitting down met me right where I needed at yes. this point in time and meeting your audience because I was starving. Come over here. I'm sitting down in a chair that's wrapped in a tortilla right now. I feel delicious, <laughs> and uh, my mouth is watering again. I'm going to take a bite again if you guys don't mind. Yeah, no, go for it, man. Yeah, hey, we love this. that. Yeah, just your time at Notre Dame, the million of athletes you met, the personalities you met, obviously including us as well. Uh, do you feel like you have a tie to New Mexico? Do you feel like you know anyone or have had a significant experience in the Southwest down with us in the lane of enchantment that's special to you? I mean, not at this point, but I'm yeah. open to it. Yeah. Like, do you guys have a suggestion here? What do we need to do? Come get weird. Yeah. Let's go yeah. to Albuquerque and get weird, brother. Come get weird in New Mexico. I did see, I was driving through New Mexico on my, uh, when I drove from Connecticut out to California, I moved yep. to Los Angeles a year and a half ago when I started working with DraftKings. Welcome. And thank you. It's been wonderful. Good. I had a great time, and I did drive through New Mexico, and it's the only place I was probably 90 miles west of Albuquerque. Sure. Middle of the highway there, a bunch of billboards trying to sell me knives, and <laughs> yes. I'm on a two-lane uh-huh. highway with a median in between, the dirt median that goes down. And I saw my first ever police chase. Look up, guy in a white uh, a white Ford pickup truck. Oh, we've seen this one. Weave <laughs> down across and is coming straight at me in oncoming traffic. In gallop. And just going to town, weaving back and forth. And all of a sudden, my field of vision broadens. And there are at least 15 cop cars chasing this dude down from behind, all going past. I never found out what happened to that guy. I don't think it's anything good based on the scene I saw, but it was mm-hmm. exciting. It was actually just they were shooting a scene for Breaking Bad. That's so what I figured. Yeah, you cross, you cross the shooting line. And that's, that's what happened. Michael, Jr., uh, you, you were a blast. Uh, Van and I have one final question. We talked about this before you came over. Uh, we both love our fathers the way you love your father. Sure. We're not so fortunate to work with our dads. What is it like working with your dad, man? Uh, it's it's easy, which yeah. is, uh, I think, the fun part of that is we get to take that relationship. And I've always said I've been fortunate to have co-hosts that I really like in doing this job and people that I love and care about and I'm still friends with to this day. But it just never matches the 34-year bedrock of a guy who literally wiped my butt yeah. for portions of my life and who I watched do all this for so long and who I wanted to be like in those ways. And so now to get to, to share that with him and just, you know, going – I said to every, someone the other day, my only goal going into the show every day is like, hey, can I make Dad laugh about something? Can I get it so that we lose the rundown and just kind of go and talk? Because at the end of the day, when we left ESPN and Dad had his final show there and I said, you know, the tearful speech and goodbye there, we got a lot of notes from people about, hey, this makes me think of me and my dad or me and my mom and getting to work in the family business and do that. That point of relation is so important for us because there is, you know, 
everyone might not get to work with their dad like this, but everyone's got some sort of relationship or connective point like that. And if they see a little bit of that in us, then that's awesome. I'm also a junior. So I feel, I feel the connection, brother. Gang. All right, hey, we've been here four days. You know what we haven't done? Not one person. <laughs> Ask for a prediction about the game. Oh, there yeah. we go. Wow. <laughs> Proud of you guys. Yeah. yeah. Who, who you got? 24-21 Chiefs has been my line all week. I think okay. Kansas City gets it done. I think they've been sure of their identity this postseason in a way that took them a while at tinkering in the regular season. Both teams have a run game problem on defense and stopping the run. I think we're going to see a lot of that, people taking the air out of the football and pounding the rock. But I just think Kansas City has leaned into that identity. Mahomes can make enough big plays when they need, and Spags on defense has been an absolute wizard. Boom. I, so I got the idea. Junior, you come to town. My gold junior comes to town. We go straight up to Santa Fe. We go to the roundhouse. We legalize online betting Boom. in the state of New Mexico. Uh-huh. And then we just uh, spend the life getting uh, uh, fat off our insider knowledge, Van. I'm in. Let's go. Done. My gold junior, thank you so much, brother. Thanks, fellas. Appreciate it. Whenever we get back, we're more from Radio Row. And by more, I mean, I don't know if it's good, but there will be more. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal.